Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning, the Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! You hear the sound of those sirens, y'all. That can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Dr. S'mores, Mr. Kyle Moores. I am joined this week not by my good buddy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, but by my other good buddy and very frequent guest host on the show, the Lord Mags himself, Mr. Darren Kirkby. How you doing, buddy? Kablam. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, always, always open to being on uh, Outsiders Edge with uh, with Mr. Cash being on assignment. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more than willing to fill his huge shoes. As our uh, listeners here in the U.S. will obviously know, it is the holiday season. So, you know, holidays are a very, very busy time for all of us. And Ray just needed a little bit of a hiatus. We hope to mm-hmm. have him back next week. But... Even though he needed some time off, we had to come back this week because, you know, the wrestling world keeps a turning. And we're going to actually get started this week with a topic you brought to my attention, Mags. Um, You hit me up with a tweet from Big Money Matt Hardy himself um, (laughs) relating to the COVID. And, you know, we're not afraid to get political on this show, so we're just going to start with it. And tell you what we think about what he said, because he made some good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and obviously, uh, as as the, the 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 listeners will be aware, there's a new variant of of COVID, uh, uh, the o- Omicron. Omicron. Yeah, it sounds like as a, a transformer. No, as a Futurama <laughs> fan, every time I hear Omicron, all I can think of is 
I am Lur, leader of the planet Omicron Percy I eight. But yeah, it's um, it, it just seems that COVID is finding ways to uh, avoid getting wiped out. Um, is that because uh, there's there's groups of, uh, of of the people not wanting to uh, to uh, get vaccinated, or we can't get hum- uh, um, herd immunity, or whatever? I don't um, really want to kind of like point things at stuff like that. But yeah, he did put a a tweet out saying, uh, and I'll read it verbatim. He said, "The last 21 months have been hard. We've lived through COVID. I'm sorry for everyone who suffered and lost uh, loved ones through this pandemic." COVID is here to stay, uh, but we're pre- uh, we're prepared. Between vaccines, treatment, and natural immunity, we'll be fine. Don't let the media scare you anymore. So you're right. He makes some incredibly valid points there. We uh, the last 21 months. He also been... said some questionable shit, and we'll get to yeah, both. Yeah. So we let's will. start with the valid. So the valid, we have lived through 21 months. That has been tough. Uh, sure, we, we... hell. We've battled our way through COVID, um, and and the fact that he's he's kind of acknowledging that people have suffered uh, and lost loved ones. A lot of uh, these uh, celebrities and influencers who, who uh, get on this uh, this COVID bashing uh, bandwagon, they they tend to ignore that people have suffered and people have have died and and people are still very ill from COVID. So it's good that he acknowledges that and. The, it's also I, good that he acknowledges, like, the first thing that he said when he talks about preparation is vaccines. Like, yeah. he is not pushing an anti-vax agenda or a don't-be-prepared agenda. His actual first word for preparation was vaccine, mm-hmm. then treatment, because there has been, you know, some breakthroughs in potentially finding medications for COVID patients that have proven promising and potentially there in addition to some of the other treatments that have been developed. So like the first two things he brings up are like, we have a vaccine that you can take and probably should take. And if you aren't going to take it, we thankfully now have, you know, some treatment methods available that have proven very effective Um, Mm -hmm. before even getting into the concept of, well, if you've had it, you might have some natural immunity. So like, he's not, purely out here spouting nonsense yeah and and the the one sentence that i think is probably the most pertinent that he says is uh that covid is here to stay and i think it's something that that we may have to acknowledge because we've been battling this now for the best part of two years and it's it's as strong uh and as virulent as it's ever been Um, well i think it's You know, some people, some epidemiologists said from the very beginning that this was always going to end up being COVID's trajectory is that a virus like COVID will become endemic after being pandemic, which means Mm -hmm. it's going to be like the flu. It's going to be here to stay because of exactly what we're seeing. It mutates into these new variants. Now, the way that a virus survives is by becoming less deadly, not Mm -hmm. more deadly, because a virus's goal is to continue to reproduce. And if it kills the host, it cannot reproduce. Correct. So the, but part of the problem here isn't, you know, I'm not going to point the finger at the people who refuse to get vaccinated. I have a lot of things I would like to say to them, but this is not the avenue to say that. 
Um, I will, however, point the finger at developed countries for hoarding vaccine and not getting vaccines out to, um, you know, especially countries in like sub-Saharan Africa, countries in Central and South America. Like we need to be getting the vaccine out to these poorer places because this is why new variants can spread. There are millions of people in those countries who would love to get vaccinated and can't because they don't have access. Yeah, and um, shout out to Boris Johnson, who's ho- ordered 150 million doses of the uh, of the the vaccine specifically for the UK. The US yeah. has start the US has started to give booster shots, and I mean, yeah. I'm guilty. You know, I've gotten my booster shot. I ain't a dumbass, but like, I'm just saying, we've got so much vaccine in countries like the UK and the US and the greater parts of the EU that like. We're giving people third shots, and there are people. We're, we're in, doing that. We're doing yeah, that. and there are people just across the Mediterranean or just on the other side of the Panama Canal that can't even get one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's large uh, parts of uh, India and Pakistan who can't get any vaccines whatsoever. India is the second most populous country in the world, y'all. If India and Pakistan do not have access to this vaccine, variants will continue to develop. Which is just a way to say, Matt is right. COVID is here to stay. Like, at this point, it's not about don't let the media scare you. It's not about that. Because I I take a lot of umbrage with these, like, with people who are just so quick to point the finger at this proverbial big brother media. Um, because, like, there's so much more to it than that. And so much more nuance than that. Um, but, however, it is time for those of us like who maybe had been in this camp of just like we need to be hardcore isolationists so that this vaccine or this virus will go away like honey it's time for you to step out of that fever dream and start like coming to terms with all right temporary masking might be a thing for a while um or periods where like you don't wear a mask and then have to wear a mask. Or like one thing that should just be a thing. Y'all, if you sick, wear a fucking mask for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real. Take some consideration for the people around you. If you yourself are actively sick, there's a reason that flu cases were down, y'all. If you yourself are actively sick, wear a mask. Be considerate. Yeah. And the irony is that it's made people less considerate. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I don't have a particular any kind of like uh, grievance with a, a lot of what we said. Uh, again, I've, I'm, I'm the same kind of boat with the the don't let the media scare you anymore um, line. I think you use the media to for for information. If you believe everything that that comes out of the media, then yeah, you're going to be absolutely terrified. But um, try and kind of uh, read behind the 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 harp and read behind the bullshit to get to the facts um but what actually um why i brought this uh, issue to to the show was was the obviously he's a big star in in the wrestling world so it meant a lot of wrestling fans uh were replying to him and and some of the comments of 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 wrestling fans and and quite um influential wrestling fans uh were just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous just the 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 biggest kind of conspiracy uh bullshit believing people um Mm -hmm. it's frightening how sensible these people can look in 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 the grand scheme of things and then they're 
they start believing some of the most ridiculous bullshit going on that this is all a hoax and this is a way to uh to call the population and and this has always been about control and and it's um um covid is not a thing listen you may not believe that because you haven't seen people suffering uh my wife works in uh in social care and she has seen a lot of people suffer because of this illness um so it's it's incredibly real it's very 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 real and it's very very scary when when you uh when you see someone develop symptoms of it so my sister had covid my sister had covid like i think two or three months ago she still can't smell and taste Mm -hmm. like it what really gets me about these fans of like literally any form of entertainment that are on this like high horses. I'm just like, did you not see all of the businesses in your particular form of entertainment that like literally closed forever because of this? Did you not see businesses are still closing now because of it? Yeah. The, the number of people who've been fired from major companies, much less minor companies um during all of this because of you know supposed air quotes budget cuts you know i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole because i'm just not um but like regardless of whether you think it's real or not like the consequences have been very real so like grow the fuck up yeah, and and i kind of want to rubber stamp it by by reading a um a tweet from a guy called John Cooper. I mean, he's got he's got mm-hmm. a a tick, so I'm a, and he looks like he may be a politician. Uh, but he oh he says, yeah. But he he says uh, for the third day in a row there was zero deaths due to COVID nineteen yesterday in New York City, where over ninety percent of the adults have been vaccinated, and and that's the kicker. Just get vaccinated if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated. A city like New York. Uh, with the size and and the kind of like the one the of the that, largest cities in the world, but also the de- one of the densest in terms of uh, how packed the population is, and they get zero deaths. Um, where um, places like London, Manchester, Birmingham, here, we're still getting deaths now, uh, and and I would say we've kind of accepted a lot of the uh, the rules in terms of, uh, of of vaccinations. Where you guys are over uh, in the states, there's, there's certainly big parts of the country that are adamantly against it. But those Americans are, also the- are like Americans are just like stubborn over the stupidest fucking shit. Like mm-hmm. Americans are absurdly stubborn about this concept of people telling them what to do. Quote quote. And I'm and it's amazing to me because I'm just like. You have a fucking job with a boss that tells you what to do every goddamn day. Like, you've been listening to your mama since the day you were born. Like, people done been telling you what to do. Like, why is it all of a sudden you seem to think that you live in this world where nobody tells you what to do? Like, are you in a relationship? Because I am. And I can tell you for a fucking fact, there are plenty of times where I like to lie to myself and say, I decided this. When in reality, if I'm honest, nah, your boyfriend told you to do that shit. Yeah. 
I'm exactly the same. Mrs. Mags wears the wears the trousers in our relationship, so I could pretend that I'm here podcasting off my own free will, but I had to ask her permission for this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, it just amazes me the like stubborn insistence people have about some of this stuff because I'm just like, it is not this deep, and y'all are making it so deep. But like, I mean, it wouldn't be wrestling Twitter if people weren't speculating and being dumbasses yeah and i mean case in point with wrestling twitter people speculating and being dumbasses the situation that happened with aew and big swole great transition that was smooth so you know hashtag journalism um so like it was announced a couple days ago that aew and big swole have mutually agreed to part ways Mm -hmm. um which Made a lot of sense to me, even if it was also not surprising, but disappointing. It made a lot of sense if you think about the fact that, like, outside of her major program with Britt Baker DMD, um, she hasn't really gotten a whole lot of, like, televised use. Mm-hmm. Within yeah, and and a, th- a lot of that can be down to the fact she's had some really bad uh, bouts of Crohn's disease. Yes, yes. I was getting to I was getting to that um, eventually, but I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so, like, she hasn't been used very often, and she has been having some very serious issues with her Crohn's disease. She's been very, very open about the diagnosis that she had with Crohn's and how um, hard that has been on her in the last um several months so like it made a lot of sense that she would decide you know what this is a really good time for us to just split <laughs> it's but it was also you know a my immediate thought before i had the time to like really sit and give it that perspective my immediate knee jerk thought was just wow, this feels like a what could have or should have been situation because, like, Swole oozed charisma. And and when she uh, debuted in the, in, the, and in the first few months of her run, she was over. I mean, everybody yeah. was, was singing along Swole, Swole. She had everybody a catchy loved theme. Her. She yeah. had a catchy theme. She had a unique look because she mm-hmm. had more of, like, a bodybuilder look. Um, and she had the, you know, the, the long I'm pretty braids. The long braids. And so, like, she had a very unique look on top of a really catchy theme, and she oozed charisma. So she had this and she was a great wrestler. Well, she still is a great wrestler. Yeah, she's very good in the ring. <laughs> she, her and Britt did not have very good performing chemistry, but a lot of that had uh, could also come down to the fact that, like, at the time, Britt was green as fuck. Like Britt Britt Brit Baker grew before your eyes in and, and, and um ironically it was getting injured that made her a better wrestler because she could work on the character work, which Swall helped a hell of a lot with with that whole kind of role model uh, and uh that comes down to and that comes down to even in AEW where ring work matters and work rate matters, even there, as we talked about on the edge very recently wrestling is not enough mm-hmm. not in 2021 because if you think about the people that are just straight wrestlers yeah they're over but they're over to a ceiling 
So, you know, she was able when she got hurt and she was not a very good wrestler at the time, honestly, um, she was able to develop character and Swole did play a huge part in that. But, you know, for whatever reason, after that program ended, well, not for whatever reason, like, let's call it what it is. Early on, AEW did a shit job of utilizing the women, a shit job. Yeah, uh, there were there were points where Swall, uh, Britt, and um, um, Nyla Rose, and and Reba were all kind of in more backstage promos and more kind of skits than they were actual matches. Yeah, and uh, like they let the Joshis come and wrestle matches because the Joshis, most of them, did not really speak much, if any, English. So they let them come and just wrestle matches and do whatever. But all of the English speaking women were basically just used to like do backstage shit. And so early on after that, um, after that program with Brit uh, was over and it didn't lead to her getting a title match, um, she wasn't doing literally anything. (laughs) And then she had the injury issues and, Oh, by the way, you know, kind of an Adam Cole in reverse type situation. Who's Big Swall married to? Mr. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander working with the Hurt Business? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was incredibly critical of WWE's booking, um, especially when Cedric was in 205 Live, and it was uh, a massive part of that cruiserweight division. Yeah, she, uh, she, wasn't, um, she wasn't best pleased with the way it was booked. And I am by no means saying that she's going to the WWE. I am by no means saying that's happening because as far as I know, she's not interested. They're not interested. I don't fucking know. But what I am saying is just like the WWE performers that are in relationships with AEW performers could conceivably be thinking, you know what? I don't want to work for this company anymore because I want to spend more time with my family and my significant other. Swole could also just be thinking, you know what? I work for them. Cedric works for them. We're never together at the same time. We don't get to spend time with the kids as a whole family. I've been having some health problems. I need to go focus on me. Yeah. And I think, like, for my perspective, and then I want to get your final kind of thoughts on it, my big thing at this point is I just want to send well wishes and good vibes to Swole. I hope that her health situation improves. I hope that she, if she chooses, is able to continue wrestling. And I hope that she gets picked up by a company and used frequently and allowed to the opportunity to continue to improve in the ring and to continue to grow. Yeah, I, I massively echo all those statements. Swole was uh, someone who, who I instantly took a shot to. I hadn't really seen a lot of her kind of indie work um, but you hear the rumblings uh, of, of people when they kind of like uh, coming coming up in, in in the wrestling world. So seeing her uh, essentially for the first time in AW, yeah, I was I, I was bitten by the swallow bug pretty hard. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see her um, go on and 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 do more great things uh, in the wrestling business. But I think it's just um, it, it just shows that maybe not always the grass is greener on, on the other side. Maybe uh, AEW isn't this kind of perfect place that all the wrestlers want to go to uh, because 
she's clearly had issues with her booking and with uh with with health that that she doesn't feel that 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 um that relationship is good for her uh with aw well, so and to kind of build off of that to ask you a follow-up question you know do you think she is going to be the last person that we hear about in the next couple of months deciding to not renew their contract. We've been seeing where, according to the reports, there are several performers, they haven't listed who, but just several performers, especially from the original roster of AEW, whose deals are coming up. And Mm -hmm. it has not been decided whether or not people are going to renew. Do you think Swole is going to be the last name we hear who's just like, I appreciate what y'all have done. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm out. I mean, right. So my 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 take on it is that we we know that AW have a hell of a lot of programming out there. They've got um, Rampage, Dynamite, Dark, Dark Elevation, uh, all all that jazz. So uh, they do need a hell of a lot of talent. But the roster that they've got now is massively massively bloated. Um, and there's a lot of heavy-duty free agents either on the market now or coming up in the very, very near future. So there's always going to be like a that that tipping point where some wrestlers are not going to get used, and and that will either mean that the company will let them go or that they'll uh, they'll want to go on to to passage new to 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 be used to be to to be able to work. So it, there is always going to be more of that, and I think. Um, I think Swole may be the first of a few. Uh, we're now into like the third year of AEW. A lot of those kind of original talents were signed on three-year deals. Um, I know Joey Janela has uh, has made it abundantly clear his deals up uh, in the middle of next year. Um, yeah, he's he- ready to go back to GCW where he's mm-hmm. a main attraction. And I, for one, look forward to him and Effie feuding for control of GCW. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but then we've also seen Brian Cage on online, who's uh, very frustrated with his booking. Uh, okay, so here's my question with Cage, like, real quick, real quick. Um, so what does he do? Because, like, legitimately, I don't think he's – I don't think WWE wants him. I mean, they've had multiple opportunities to sign him. And have not. So, like, I don't think they want him. And uh, he already done left Impact and uh, Ring of Honor closed up shop and uh, he's not happy with AEW. So, like, what he going to do? I mean, my recommendation legitimately, take your ass to Japan, big dog. Yeah, I mean, or, or or go to strong. You can do strong. Go back to Impact. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, you could go back to Impact, but I mean, like, I don't know. That yeah, feels I mean, like a lateral sidestep. There's there's plenty of, of opportunities and options out there. I mean, he'd fit in well uh, if uh, NWA make a, a, a decent recovery. I think with his look, I think he'd work over there. But there's uh, a, there's quite a few wrestlers from that kind of initial group who um, aren't getting much TV time, aren't getting much ring time. People like Peter Avalon, um, Luther, um, Lever Bates, um, Kip Sabian. Um, the 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 hybrid two guys uh, there's these... also a lot of decently known names that are free agents that would be aew's type 
Mm-hmm. You know, a Keith Lee, and, uh, and some some potential ones uh, that we we may end up talking about a little bit later on in the show as well. Yeah, you know, a Keith Lee, a Killer Cross, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So like Briscoes. Yeah. Um. So, well, we're gonna kind of put a bow on that, and then real quick, we're gonna pay some bills, y'all. And then when we come back from the ad break, we're gonna talk about some like. Old heads being critical for no goddamn reason. Shit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all. And if you enjoy the content that we provide here for you on the Chairshot Radio Network, we do encourage you to go to www.prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick you up some of that sweet, sweet merch like, uh, I don't know, a uh, hashtag journalism shirt. Maybe get it in some soft style because it feels real good on your skin like that. Um, but anyway, so. By now, everybody knows Seth Rollins got, like, jumped by a fan, which, before we go any further, what the fuck, man? Like, I saw the story about how this dude, like, apparently got kind of catfished by a fake Seth Rollins, and so he thought that they had beef. Um, Does that surprise me? Because I know some of y'all are surprised by that, to which my response is, as y'all know, I teach in a public high school People being dumb as fuck will never surprise me. Mm -hmm. How? I think he also has some severe mental issues as well. Yes. How ever? Like, homies, homies, we don't jump the barricade, Mm y'all. We don't do that. Like, and if you do do that, legitimately, I don't wish death on anybody. I don't. But if you jump the barricade, I hope at whatever show you do, I hope everybody at ringside whoops your sorry little ass. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's what Chavo Guerrero said should have happened. <laughs> I mean, is, is OK? Yes. <laughs> so how he was controversial and you agree with him. <laughs> no, but how? No, 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 no. no I, I hope that whoever does it whoops your ass. That's what I hope happens, because if you do that, you are a punk little piece of shit. Yeah, I, I I I do get your point. If However, you, go ahead. No, I'll let you finish. I'll let you. I'll let you finish, and then I will. I will rebuttal. Okay. However, 
I don't think it is fair at all to criticize somebody who is being attacked for how they react in that moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Your fight or flight response is an innate thing. That is a real legitimate thing. And in the, the case of the dude that like jumped Seth, he's a big fucking dude. Like, I'm not saying Seth's not in better shape and couldn't take him in a fight because Seth probably could. I'm just saying this is a big ass motherfucker who just like tackled you out of nowhere when you were not expecting it. And if you're like of the caliber in the roster that Seth is like, you potentially run a lot of risk laying, throwing hands with a civilian. And and that's the crux of the issue for me. Um I, I agree with with what you say. If you cross that barrier, you are entering a world that you shouldn't be in. Yeah, uh, you deserve and, to get your ass. Kicked. And and the the amount of times I've seen uh, fans uh, enter rings or or climb the barricades and get their asses handed to them, and they've absolutely a hundred percent deserved it. I mean, Jericho's done it multiple times. Eddie Guerrero's uh, uh, attacked a. Um, we a saw fan. it at the Hall of Fame ceremony a couple yeah. years uh, ago, and when, like uh, everybody just jumped that in to get a punch. Proper cut. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I agree. If, if you as a fan put yourself in that world and you get your ass whooped, that's on you. But there is levels to this game. If that happens at an indie show. Fair play. But Seth was doing this in front of millions of people on TV. So uh, Chavo Guerrero's commented, and we'll get to that. And I, th- I think Ric Flair's also commented about it. Uh, but say Seth Rollins did what they, ex- they expected him to do, and he whooped the shit out of this guy. Then we found out the guy was catfished by a Seth Rollins account, that he had mental um, mental issues. Seth Rollins then looks like an absolute douchebag for whooping somebody who, who was clearly mentally unwell. And then he opens himself up for the amount of uh, litigation that, 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 that opens from beating someone's, someone's ass like that. This Especially isn't... because I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is one of the performers who's like MMA trained, which means mm-hmm. like he literally is assaulting someone if he Correct. puts hands on them. Yeah, correct. And and this ain't the eighties where you have a fight outside a bar and and nothing would happen. This is a, a a period in town where you look at somebody the wrong way and then you are yeah you are you are then getting uh, taken to court and and you are getting um, uh, owed millions and millions of dollars in in reparations. And everybody who's standing by has their phone out recording, so mm-hmm. there is lots of video and audio evidence of what happened. Yeah, so that's a, a another wrinkle that someone in Seth's position has to deal with. Uh, one of the faces of the biggest wrestling company in the world. And if he's uh, dragged through through the courts because of uh, beating up a fan, it's not going to look good on the company. And also, like, not for nothing, and I'm glad that this happened, honestly, but also, like, between the refs and security, like, and backstage personnel, like, people were on that dude very fast. And that's their job to do that. And it is their, their job. job. Yeah. And, yeah, they did do their job. But what I'm saying is, like, by the time Seth stood up, like, Six people were holding this dude down. What do you want Seth to do? Stand up and knee him in the face? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
exactly. Seth did what anybody with any sense uh, would would do, and that's try and uh, mitigate the, the 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 situation, hold the guy down. I think he got him in a headlock uh, to kind of like try and calm him down until the security and the referee could arrive to uh, to to take him out. So I think Seth did the absolute the right thing in the circumstances. And I especially loved his reaction to it the next night on Raw when uh, he he come out of the out onto the ramp and he looked around to see if there was anybody there to spear him before doing his uh, Cyril Sneer laugh. Um, and as yeah, a let- general rule, I mean, if we're being honest, y'all, as a general rule, just in terms of like morality, good, bad, blah blah blah. If the people that are on the other side of you in terms of disagreeing with your behavior are like Ric Flair and Chavo Guerrero, like these are not exactly moral pillars Mm -hmm. of behavior. Ric Flair, whose exact words to describe himself were, I was a terrible father, I was a terrible husband, but I was the best damn professional wrestler in the world. Like this man's exact description of himself was i was shitty at all of the things that matter but i was damn good at my job <laughs> so yeah so let's get on to what uh first of all what charbo said uh so his comment uh that that kicked off this whole uh backlash was uh remember when the wrestlers were tougher than the fans are the good old days and straight away that makes you think of uh the the recent undertaker interview when he said kids these days in the wrestling business they're too soft i remember when we had guns and we took cocaine and we used to shit in people's bags you know what else i remember mags when all of them died before they turned 50 Mm -hmm. remember when remember when every other week illnesses or, or or injuries or have got done prison time because of addiction problems. Like remember when like every other fucking week you were reading about a wrestler ODing or a wrestler getting caught up. Like remember when Jeff Hardy did prison time because they found like 400 pills in his possession. Andy Burns on house down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that is the kind of environment, no disrespect to Jeff because Jeff has put in mad fucking work mm-hmm. to like, repair his life and i'm not gonna shit on anybody who's been an addict that's not what i'm trying to do here but like during these good old days that these people want to talk about like especially chavo like chavo your your uncle who you worship and who all of wrestling loves had a serious drug addiction because of the good old days Mm -hmm. and it ultimately resulted in him having a heart attack at a very young age after he had done the work to get clean. Mm-hmm. And this is during these good old days. Like, and, dude. And, and let, let's not forget one of his best friends uh, believed in, in the, the art of kayfabe so much that he would punish himself when somebody uh, critiqued his matches to the point he turned his own brain into mush and ended up uh, essentially murder-suiciding his, his wife and daughter. So that's the good old days. Yeah, like, these are the good old days that you're pining for. And I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to bring up your past traumas and be an asshole in that regard. But I'm just like, let's take this nostalgia glasses off for a minute. And let's, like, look at the facts in terms of, like, you remember them fondly as these good old days. But, like, 
this was a time when the average person in the locker room was like coping with the toll of being a wrestler in very, very unhealthy ways. Addicted to somers, addicted to cocaine. Uh, being given steroids by their boss. <laughs> well, that's allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah, I mean that that whole uh, that comment from from uh, Chavo kind of set off the 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 RWC, and they they quite round rightly put him in his place. Um, and then he he attempted an apology, and I say apology in the the most loosest term because he got as close as someone like him can get to an apology without actually apologizing. So he's his reply after getting thousands and thousands of uh of messages telling him he was wrong and yeah this was uh not the not the way to to go uh, he said well that got out of hand quickly instead of deleting i will own it and say no disrespect to uh to seth rollins i have had many agree and many disagree only comes from the love of this base that has fed my family for 85 years and this is the kicker. He, he he says something that makes what he said earlier sound actually sensible. This is the most ridiculous. He says, the fact is, Seth should have never been put in that position in the first place. So what position was Seth put in? Explain how the company put Seth in a position. It was a, it was a fan who uh, had severe mental issues, who jumped a barricade, and attack Seth. It's not like WWE put him there. It's not like WWE opened the barricade for him. They still had the and, provisions in place to deal with it. And the security that works local events isn't WWE payroll, y'all. The security that works local events is whoever that building Arena. Yeah. contracts to run security. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you wanted to say it was a failure of security... That is not on the company. That is on the arena. The arena hires the security staff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But even even so, the the security staff were 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 dealing with him were within seconds. On it. They yeah. were on it. And so, credit to who I don't rem, I don't remember who the ref was for his match, but credit to the ref because the ref was on this motherfucker real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you if I've got a still of the of the the guy uh, essentially trapped in the headlock by Seth, Seth Rollins, and if it, if the referee uh, doesn't come in and stop him, Seth is seconds away from choking this guy out. So, I mean, it's, so well, then, then let's Rick get Flair let's get pop. to R- Richard Flair. I mean, this guy just seems to be spouting verbal diarrhea. On, a, he's on an almost daily basis. Because he's reached that age where he legitimately, and this is honestly to his credit, like, props to you. He's reached the age where he's legitimately beat death, like, four or five times now. And so he's at that point where he's just like, fuck it, these are the words I want to say. And, and we are all at that age where we're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, Grandpa, go back to sleep. Yeah, so I mean, he has a podcast now uh, called Woo Nation Uncensored, uh, and it's, I think it's definitely something to think about that he isn't podcasting with um, with essentially son-in-law uh, Conrad Thompson, which Conrad does like to court controversy, um, but even he is like, fuck that, I don't want none of that Ric Flair podcast stink. 
Um, so I think he's doing a podcast with his, um, uh, Mark Madden, who used to be on WCW. Yep. Uh, and he said some dumb shit this this past few weeks. Uh, called out WWE for for removing the woo uh, from the the now then forever intro. He actually blames Nick Khan for that specifically. Um, but what he said about uh, Seth Rollins is so, and this again is is verbatim. Um, he says I could say a lot of cute things, but I'm not going to. I don't want to. Every time I say something, I have to involve other people, and then they have to endure the the consequences. I've seen that happen, meaning the the fan uh, jumping the barricade. Said, but I've never seen it where the fan was clearly getting the better of the individual. Didn't happen. Absolutely didn't. Seth had that under Fundamental control. Fundamental misunderstanding of position relative to dominance. Mm-hmm. Like you are assuming because you saw him on top of Seth that he was in the dominant position. Like, nah. So then he continues, said, my problem with Seth is that if you're a top guy in this business and you know anything about the psychology of what the fans think and feel, which they really do, you never, ever get off a plane in L.A. and say, I was terrified. Terrified of what? Terrifying Seth is being in an air crash. So he was talking about him being in an air crash. So uh, totally uh, different situations, false equivalently there. Um, so the the interview that he's actually talking about when uh, Seth was asked a question by a, a kind of like a, a paparazzi reporter uh, who asked him, how did you feel about uh, being tackled by the fan? And he said, yeah, it was terrifying. I mean, I, I understand that. That's a, that you don't know if he's co- got a weapon. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know um, if he's got a switchblade or something. So Rick continues. He says, you were terrified or horrified by a wrestling fan. Come on, man. What I would have done if I was Seth, it was, and everybody should learn from this, that even though the refs had the guy, I would have jumped back on him, even if I never got a shot in. I know your answer is going to be, well, there's lawsuits and all that, uh, but WWE would have covered the lawsuit. Seth would have never got to them. But if you're a heel, you never admit defeat. You just don't do it. Do you think I ever beat anybody? No. But in the minds of most people, I didn't lose because I kept lying about it, even though it was a work. You never admit you got your ass kicked, much less being horrified or terrified. So he's equating the kayfabe world of scripted wrestling uh, and heels versus faces to the very real and present danger of somebody tackling you to the ground, potentially with a weapon, um, and and that that is that is the same as uh, you've got to you've got to be a heel. So in that moment when you are being bundled to the ground, you've got to keep kayfabe alive. You've got to think. Which is, I could whoop this guy's ass, but no, I've got to think about the the wrestling business. And that's the fucking issue with these old school wrestlers that they think that kayfabe is still alive. Listen up, motherfuckers. We know about the business. We know wrestling is fake. We know it's scripted. What we don't want to see is the wrestlers being in situations where they could get hurt legitimately. You're a fucking idiot, why, Which is why our main reaction to this is just, okay, Grandpa, why don't we put you back to bed? Hmm. Like, go, let's go back to bed. Tell us more about how you walked uphill in the snow both ways. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, honey. And and this is a guy who, who thinks he's got more wrestling matches in him. I mean, dear Lord, please. No. He, he's like 72, had multiple heart attacks. Um, he's no. He looks like he's got jaundice from just abusing his liver. Um, 
and yet still wants to wrestle the E. It's because he it's because he, like a lot of these old heads, are addicted to the high. Like <laughs> the reason the wrestler made me cry is because like it's so tragically accurate to some of yeah. these older performers. Like, you know, the thing I respect about Shawn Michaels is like Sean walked the fuck away. Well, until the, the Saudi said, you want some of this million dollar blood no, money? Until, <laughs> no, until Big Daddy Vince and Big Brother Paul called and were like, hey, man, so, like, I need you to do this thing for me. Like, and, the, and these are money marks. We will get paid for doing very little. Come on. Oh, yeah. Him and, Come on. him and Big Kev, him and Big Kev went to the same school. Him and Big Kev went to the same school. The only difference is Big Kev never, air quotes, found Jesus. So he's just very honest about a lot of it. Oh, lost his smile. I love when people ask Kevin Nash about the shit from back in the day. He's like, listen, they said they would pay me a lot of fucking money. And like, that was all I cared about. So I took Isn't a lot of fucking money. Kevin Nash's um, um, Broken Skull Sessions interview is so damn good. He may be the coolest motherfucker that's ever been in wrestling. There's a reason they called him Big Daddy Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, like, yeah, that's the thing with a lot of these old heads. You know, you see, like, the Rock and Roll Express still wrestle and shit. And it's like, okay, it's one thing if you run a wrestling school. But y'all get so addicted to the high of being in front of these crowds that you are back to doing the thing that you did before you made a name for yourself. Like, you are back to wrestling in fucking gymnasiums in front of 20 people. Like, look at your life. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I mean... If if you're addicted to the buzz of wrestling, um, and even if it's the like you said the gymnasiums wrestling from to twelve people, uh, all that stuff, I, I'm okay with that. It's when you say dumb, controversial shit to keep your name relevant. That's what I have an issue with. Rick is clearly either got some some real mental health issues, or he's so bitter about the way uh, he's been ostracized from the business uh, for the stupid shit that he's done. He's not, a bitter not... old boomer, bro. He's yeah. a bitter old boomer. And like my fundamental thing with the, with these old heads is I'm just like, y'all are just more boomers taking jobs from people that like should have them. Like my issue with them wrestling in the gymnasium is like make an appearance at the show. Sure. Like, let's have a legend spotlight. You know, we'll use you to sell some tickets. We'll pay you an appearance fee, whatever. Fine. But like, there's a young kid who's in one of these local wrestling schools who actually needs these reps, Mm -hmm. who like actually needs this experience of working in front of a crowd of 12 people and of like calling a match or having a match called for him or her or them and like you know just figuring out how to be a wrestler and like they actually need that and you as this old boomer who like legitimately can't do more than knife edge chop suplex back bump pinfall like you're taking this spot Mm -hmm. when again i'm with you if you want to do it because you're addicted to the high like make an appearance at the show for sure. 
but it is time for the old heads to stop wrestling. I mean, Ric Flair had his retirement match in WWE at WrestleMania 24. And we're on what, like 36? 30, it was 37 this year, 38 37, next year. Yeah. So. yeah. so he's gone a whole extra decade and, and, and change and still thinks he's, he's able to wrestle. <sighs> but, you know, speaking of, you know, speaking of old school versus new school, oh, it is only fitting. Slick. It is only fitting for us to end the show by previewing this weekend's upcoming special TakeOver War Game. Well, it's not TakeOver anymore. It's just NXT War Games. Um, I think that you would probably agree in the thought that this is basically the how we wrap up old NXT show. Yeah, Um I mean, I, I do like the kind of uh, old school versus new school vibe to it. Um, I don't think if you if you just did a a, a a clean sweep and got rid of all of the 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 veterans, I don't think the the show would be as captivating as it is. I think you need that balance. Um, but yeah, I, this is this is a really interesting card for me. And I, I mean, I'm someone who's really like the kind of like revamp of NXT uh, 2.0, especially when when NXT first changed from being the developmental to a legitimate third brand and then was competing with AEW. I think it lost its direction, kind of lost its, um, um, it, what what the whole aim of what NXT was about. And I oh, think, I agree. I agree. I think losing losing the war to AEW in, in quotation marks as as kind of meant that they, they pull back Vin, and, and I'm not entirely happy that Vince and uh, uh, Bruce are in charge but I do like the fact he's going back to being uh, a feeder um, um, well especially promotion. now that well especially now that they've announced they're doing that name image, name image and likeness program with ncaa athletes now that the college athletes can make money um they announced that they're going to start their own little pipeline nils of like college athletes that are interested in becoming wrestlers and they'll pay them a little nil stipend and in the meantime they can finish school and play their sport and also train to wrestle Mm -hmm. um so like nxt that's pretty much what it's gonna be nxt is gonna get these athletes that want to transition to wrestling but like i know a lot of people are like fuck that that's bullshit but the issue that nxt ran into ultimately is that it stopped being the feeder system it was designed to be (laughs) and this new nxt looks very much like a feeder system yeah absolutely is absolutely is i mean uh the the biggest star to come out of this kind of new uh new bunch of wrestlers is is essentially scott steiner jr i mean I, oh, yeah. I know i know it's rick's son but he's god damn he looks more like scott steiner than than he does rick he even sounds like scott it's the big bad it, booty nephew man it, it's so I, I think he's absolutely superb but um but yeah oh, yeah I, I, i'm really kind of like interested in, in seeing how this this uh war games goes um yeah, some some interesting matches on the card. So, as is tradition with NXT, there are five matches announced on the card. 
Um, the first match is the Women's War Games match. Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Um, on last night's, or no, Tuesday night's NXT, I believe the Faces won the advantage. They did. Um, that was uh, Kaylee Ray won the 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 the, uh, the advantage Ladder match. match. Yeah, and Dakota. and we say faces in the loosest sense because uh, Kaylee Ray is definitely not a face, not in any stretch of the imagination. And I mean Raquel Gonzalez is a tweener at best. Yeah. Um. So that I think that uh, Kaylee Ray being on the opposite side kind of telegraphs that we may get. Uh, a turncoat uh, that that she'll screw over the rest of the. You think they'd redo that trope already? Do you think WWE redo tropes? No, mm. I know they redo tropes, but I'm saying they literally did this with Dakota. Like, was it last year or the year before? Yeah, when she, uh, I think it was. Um, it was last when year when she turned on ne- uh, Tegan. Yeah, yeah, I think it was last year's. Yeah, so like, you know, they literally just did that. I don't. That's the only reason I'm not sure they're gonna pull the swerve. I think Kaylee Ray being on the air quotes face side is more just because they got rid of so many people. That's and also this true. Is I mean, what, that, these were the women that, spot, that were left over. Yeah, that spot would have been perfect for for Frankie Monet. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Just as um, but, uh, in terms of a winner, I think it's it's obvious the toxic attraction. Uh, oh yeah, the stable wins. Yeah, that they absolutely win. I think uh, this may be where Raquel takes the fall because she's uh, she and she's been wrestling quite a few uh, trial matches at, at SmackDown recently. She's someone who who would fit into that Her kind of EO mold. Both. Her and Eo oh, both yeah. need to. Yeah. Like yeah. and I, I mean that with all the respect. I, I would worry more for Eo on the main roster than I would for Raquel. Uh, Eo's Raquel... English is better than people realize it is, and I think that she's so fucking good in the ring that it would be fine. Yeah, my issue would be if they just instantly par- partnered her up with Asuka. Just oh because gosh, don't even put it in the it's Ethan, the man. foreigners. Yeah, but don't even put uh, it in the Ethan. Yeah, I think Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai get the win. I think uh, Rio takes the takes the uh, the pin, uh, and I think she is one of the old school casualties uh, that will end up moving on. Uh, next up on the card, we've got the hair versus hair match. Uh, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes. I mean, where did this hair stipulation come from? I mean... They started off uh, at poker matches. Uh, Cameron essentially looking his way to winning all of the money. And then, for some reason, Duke pulls out a pair of scissors and, and trims uh, Cameron's beard. Um, that leads to a hair versus hair match. Now, I don't know where to go with this. I mean, the the, the sensible option would be Cameron Grimes has got a shitload of hair cut that off it makes a massive it makes a massive statement i think that's why they're doing it honestly i think i love cameron grams i think i love brilliant too but i think that what they're doing is um they are 
So I think what they're doing is they realize that there's money in Cameron Grimes and Vince is not going to push him if he looks like a caveman because he was only going to push Daniel Bryan. And he only even allowed that because Bryan was so fucking over at the time that, like, it didn't matter what the fuck he looked like. Um, So I think it's just like, all right, trim him up, make him look nice, send him on upstairs. I mean, yeah, that there's a lot of sense in that. Uh, but I think um, the fact that that we got um, Cameron having some of his hair trimmed, and then we got that kind of whole that whole emotional story about him, uh, people never giving him any respect. He was he was in a, a small town, and and he was essentially um, bullied from being a kid. So we've we've had the all kind of um, emotional backstory that should lead to a redemption that he's overcome. Um, so I've got a feeling that we're going to see a, a bold Duke Hudson. Bold. Interesting. Um, third on the card, we've got the tag team championship match between Imperium, uh, the champions, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. And they're facing off O'Reilly and Wagner. Um, I'm just going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. I got Imperium retaining the titles. Absolutely. No no doubt in my mind. Only just won the titles. Uh, Wagner's clearly on his way up to um, to the main roster. Being, he's, I think he's been Adam Pearce's bodyguard. And Kyle's either going <laughs> or going. Yeah. he Apparently, according to Cultolic today, he's refused multiple um, contract offers. So okay, so he, yeah, Kyle's going to go and join up with Bobby and, you mm-hmm. know, they'll do that, um, which is fine. I'm here for it. Um, fourth on the card, speaking of what is left of the Undisputed Era, uh, the Diamond Mine's own Roderick Strong defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy. Um, again, short, sweet, and to the point, I got the Diamond Mine retaining the title. Interesting. Um, I don't think it's as clear cut as that's because I've been hearing rumours that uh, that WWE are looking to essentially get rid of the the cruiserweight title. Um, and plus, Joe Gacy isn't a cruiserweight. Um, the way you get rid of the title is you let Roddy retain. He's not really a cruiserweight either. And then you do what WWE always does. You just slowly forget that it ever existed. And stop <laughs> yeah, of um, But I think this. I, I I I would like Roddy uh, to win, um, and I I won't be displeased if he does. But I think this is more about getting um, Parker Boudreaux over than it is um, Roddy Strong over, because that that's a massive switching character for for Parker from being essentially Brock Lesnar Jr. to Nails Jr., I want to say, uh, with this kind of crazy um, psycho look. So I'm going to go with with uh, with Gacy, I think. All right. All right. So we disagree on that one. And then the main event, I think the winner is more obvious, but I think the story is fun to talk about anyway. Uh, the main event, we got the men's war games match between Team Black and Gold uh, the which is, of course, Ciampa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and then, because they didn't have anybody else, L.A. Knight. Um, <laughs> Who's only been on the on, in the company for a, a, such a short period of time. Because they had literally no one else. I don't know why they didn't put Kyle O'Reilly in this spot, but whatever. Um, versus Team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. How you doing? 
I love that character. I Tony know D'Angelo I, is great. I love all of the 2.0 people. I'm not even going to bullshit. Like, Broad Breaker is a star. Carmelo Hayes is great. And Tony D'Angelo, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, Grayson Waller's the odd one out um, because I I just can't vibe with his character yet. But yeah, Carmelo Hayes is everything that maybe Swerve should have been. Uh, and shout out to Swerve. He was done dirty by WWE. So um, dirty. Uh, but yeah, I love the I love Tony D'Angelo uh, and and Braun. I think he's he's a future world champion. Uh, there's yeah, such a sure. there's there's no uh, limit to how high he can raise in that company. Uh, and then you look at the the old school team. You've got um, Johnny Gagano, who who's also sent, on his way out because his contract he, ran out he pulled yesterday. An Adam Cole. No, he pulled an Adam Cole. He literally signed a like couple day extension so he could finish this out. And he is deuces all the way up. And it makes sense because he said that he wanted to stay in NXT forever. And like, he clearly can't do that now. So he out. <laughs> then you've got Pete Dunne, who's uh, in a similar position. Uh, he's con- I know they're, they're in talks now to extend his contract, but he his contract. To to the main roster. Yeah. And then you've got Tommaso Ciampa, whose contract uh, apparently is up in about six months. Um, so... Um, I think his he's, he's contract was actually due to run out in December, but he had had a time because of injuries and things like that. So the, the WWE kind of rolled that over. Uh, and then you've got LA Knight, who just feels so odd in that team. Um, so, yeah. The, it's, again, the, a, it's again a byproduct of they had nobody else. They released so many mm-hmm. people and called up others. And so, like, this is what was left over. Yeah. So, essentially, this is... Um, the 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 new school are winning this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I think the that's why I was saying the winner is pretty obvious. But the reason the winner is obvious is because the other team is number one, a bunch of people whose contracts are coming up. And even if they weren't, this is very clearly designed as a passing of the torch. Correct. Exactly. Like very clearly, they are billing the new NXT as NXT 2.0, and you have a team full of all the people from the old NXT versus a bunch of these new characters that they've created recently and brought in recently. And it's like this is clearly the passing of the torch. The old guard is handing off to the new guard. It will serve as I expect Braun Breaker to get the pin and use this as his launching pad to challenging Champa for Goldie, and he will take Goldie from Champa, and you know he'll hold Goldie for the traditional NXT three months, and then he'll get called up after WrestleMania because Vince McMahon ain't no fucking fool, and he knows that you can make money with a Steiner. Correct, exactly. So, yeah. And don't um, be surprised, don't be surprised if Vince pulls a switcheroo on you and has Braun Breaker be Braun Breaker all through NXT and all of a sudden Rex Steiner debuts <laughs> on the fucking main <laughs> roster. Because Vince would do that shit. I, I don't even think he, he would call him um, anything to do with Rick. He knows the money's with Scott, so he would call him Scott Steiner Jr. Well, he, I mean, he might, but I'm just saying he go. He had been going by Rex Steiner because their last name is Reich Steiner. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. but either way, um, like, I would not put it past Vince because he wants to cachet on the name to have him come in as blah, blah, blah Steiner. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, this this whole event is uh, uh, essentially booked to be a coming out party for, for the 
for the the NXT 2.0 guys, uh, guys and oh, gals, sure. should I say? Uh, sure. It's to to show these wrestlers are as good as the old wrestlers that you used to watch. So when we've cut them and their expensive contracts, you can watch these uh, these younger guys. Um, so yeah, that's that's essentially what this pay per view is all about. I agree, but I also will say this: Rance brought this up a couple weeks ago, and it really is true. And this is why I've gone from being very sour about like rebranding NXT to just very on board with it. WWE only really does well with things that they create. They do not do well with IP that they inherit from literally anyone. And the thing that you can say about all of these new characters, and I think the reason they're working is because these are all brand new creations of the company. Yeah, so the company and, gets to decide how it looks and presents it to you the way that they want to. And these are relative unknowns, so you don't have a preconceived idea about what they should look like. So you just take it for what it's presented as. Yeah, and and I think one of the, the kind of defining factors is uh, very few of them have spent long times on the indies. So they don't have that that kind of name recognition. They don't have that style um, kind of already drummed into them. These are performance center recruits these are performance center built wrestlers so these are definitely in that mold that wwe won they've been they've been trained in that wwe style um so the when you when you look at like gagano you look at champa um even pete dunn elena all that kind of uh that uh, men's team they all kind of learned their trade somewhere else and they were brought into nxt because because WWE were hoarding the cool talent under 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 uh, Triple H, Triple H ain't in charge anymore. So no. that, them cool talent are if they're not able to draw huge amounts of money, they 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 surplus to requirements unfortunately, and that's yeah. why you you don't see uh, WWE that bothered about re-signing someone like Kyle O'Reilly or, or kind of pushing to re-sign uh, Johnny Gargano because. They've got a new Johnny Gagano waiting in the wings in the performance center. Yeah, and you know, so it, goes. it is. You know, at the end of the day, they're a business that's only loyal to themselves. Correct. So. Correct. Um, but in any case, y'all look out for Takeover War Games. It'll be on Peacock um, <laughs> or on the WWE Network if you're overseas, because y'all Correct. still get the good network. Ah, uh, we're getting the uh, Peacock is uh, making moves now here in the UK. So I'm um, sorry. Yeah, it, it's not a bad it's not a bad service. It's just a really poorly designed interface that they've mm-hmm. not really fixed yet. Um, but I, I mean, you know, I'm going to give them time anyway. Max, thanks for joining me at the last minute with Rance out on assignment. Tell the good people where they can find you and plug all of your many things. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to uh, to be on this show. Anytime you reach out, I will essentially drop everything to to come on because uh i love chatting away with you and in fact in fact it's better when rance isn't here because we get to just have a a nice dialogue uh but yeah again thanks for inviting me on you can follow me on the twitter at podfather mags uh i'm involved in way too many podcasts than than one man should ever be involved in i think i've got uh, a real issue um but uh, in terms of what what i have here on the chair shop uh I've got uh, the the chair shot radio Fridays, which is usually with 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 Ray, and now uh, back uh, back in the fold is uh, Mr. Tolle. Um, I also mm-hmm. have a 
a change in attitude, which has uh, just been absolutely brilliant to, to be a part of. So uh, much fun to listen to. Yeah, with uh, Tanner uh, and uh, Ore, uh, she's an absolute star. Uh, I'm so glad she's involved. Uh, then I do five rounds with uh, with my son Carlos. Uh, we had a, a couple of weeks with no UFC, so it's been a bit of a refresh. But yeah, going into the Christmas period now, it's just every week till God knows when. So there'll be plenty of UFC content. Uh, and then we uh, we brought back Badlands. Badlands yeah, you is did. now. I think uh, we've kind of revamped it a little bit. Uh, we've changed the format from being about Mount Rushmore's to uh, being about what ifs in, in wrestling. And Which is I've a great to, concept of itself. Uh, we're having so much fun doing that. And again, I've got to give props to uh, to our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Ray Cash, for, for setting the ball rolling on bringing that back. Um, so, yeah, you can find all them here on Chairshot. Uh, check them out. And, Whilst you're there, check out all the rest of the amazing uh, and talented creators we have on Chair Show. I am simply riding the coattails of, of people way more talented than I are. And so, yeah, definitely go and uh, check some more of those uh, creators out. I mean, y'all heard it, man. I ain't got to plug nothing more than that. Um, you can find my missing brother in arms rants on Twitter at It's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Smores. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. We are a part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, where you always use your head. Kablam. And, and as always, y'all. We here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can to try to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with those hard facts like you old heads need to just step a little bit to the side. And other times we're going to hit you with them real facts, which is it's changing of the guard season, y'all, so war games should be a lot of fun. But no matter what, we're just out here chasing our dreams and you have got to respect that because if you don't well rance is on assignment but he wanted me to remind y'all that we still just don't give a fuck thanks for listening we'll catch y'all next time thechairshot.com always use your head say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.